Vidi Davida Sondergaard is the former European and world boxing champion. In our conversation, we discuss her journey into boxing and learn about her unique approach to the preparation and mental training required for combat sport at the highest levels, and how this can be applied effectively to the mindset to succeed at business and life. To go in the ring to hit another person in the head, trying to injure her and damage her as much as possible. Not all people has that. You know, I, I couldn't have been the boxer I was in the ring if I hadn't focused on my feminine side in that preparation. You know, yoga, meditation and visualization, it made me a better boxer, but it also uh, today makes me a better coach and therapist. I'm Fraser Quelch, and this is a TRX Procast, where we chat with the most iconic leaders in fitness to get the inside track on what it takes to thrive and succeed in the ever-changing landscape of business, training, and life. Well, I never started boxing to become a champion or anything. Uh, it was actually a coincidence that I started boxing at all. I've always been this uh, sports girl playing soccer and high level. And I, yeah, by coincidence, I went to the boxing training with my friend. And it actually got to me because quite quickly I found out that the boxing was the biggest challenge at all levels. And it's a single sport, so you know, whenever I make mistakes, it's me, and whenever I, I win the fight, it's it's also me. That was something I really I really liked about it. But you didn't have those insights that first time that you went right. Like so, I mean, so tell me about that because. So you have this friend that says, hey, let's go boxing? Yeah, we were just out playing soccer on, on, on this quite high level. So in the in a winter break where we didn't have that much training, I just mm -hmm. went with my with my friend there. And uh, she actually just said, hey, let's try this boxing. And I was like, okay, yes. I'm so she friend. wanted to do it for training. Yeah, yeah. And I also wanted, because we didn't have the that much of a winter of football training during the winter. So I was like, oh, that's a good way of keeping in shape until the, the summer starts again, the summer of soccer starts again. So I just went there and then right away, I I was quite good and I was good uh, at it, you know, quite quickly. Because when you, when you play soccer and you're used to moving and training and all that, then you have an advantage when you, when you start boxing because it is so challenging for for everything in, in your body. Of course, you have to be strong and in shape, but you also need to have the skills and you have to be able to, to adapt quickly to, uh, to moving. It's almost a choreography. When you, when you move around, you know, people who are good dancers, professional dancers, they can actually easily become a good boxer as well. Mm. So it has all the aspects. And no, I didn't know that in the beginning. It was just for training, just for fun. And then- How old were you at this stage, like when you, when you go? I was 18. Okay, so you were 18 years old already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was quite late. I was 18 and I started soccer when I was about 10 years. And um, yeah, again, it was only for training, but then I became uh, good quite fast. And then I had both of, both the, the, the soccer training and the boxing training every second day during seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, a fight and that went well. And I had a couple of test fights uh, you can start with a test fight, and it's a bit more. So, so describe to me a test fight. What what actually is it? It seems to me it's a fight or it's not a fight. So, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so tell me what a test fight is. Well, a test fight is something you can have in the beginning, where it's actually more important to collect points for your footwork, for your straight punches, for your moving, and for your technique. Right. And of course, you fight each other and you hit each other, but the referees in the the judge, no, the referee in the in the ring, he's mm -hmm. more like t he's taking better care of you. So, it's yeah, it's like when you when you're taking your driving license, you go in this uh, closed area to drive in the first <laughs> the first time, <laughs> so sure. you can make a lot of mistakes without getting hurt big time. Right. Yeah. So that was a couple of test fights, and that was okay. Okay, so you're 18 years old, you start, and then you, yeah. you're training, you're training for soccer, and you're training for fighting. Yeah. You're training and to box, maybe, but you're training to box for training, and then how long after you start is the, is the test fight? Maybe a year later or something. Okay, so you've been at it for a little bit at that stage. It wasn't like, hey, yeah. she's really good, let's throw her in a test fight two months and, and see what happens. It's like you've been, you've been at it for a while. 
at that stage, are yeah. you still playing football as much or did you sort of started to transition? No, I played the first four years. I played uh, football like I used to. And then I did the boxing training. So the boxing was not that serious. It was just I had one fight and then I had, yeah, maybe a couple of fights during those years. But it was not really serious because the football was my main priority. And then actually when I, when I, when I had my first real fight, I was, <laughs> that was also the point where I realized how crazy big a challenge this boxing was in all levels. And the physical level is actually the, 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 the less challenging when you, when you go in the ring and you go for a fight, then you find out how important the mental state and the inside feeling is. So actually at my first real fight, I, I lost that. <laughs> so I started out with a loss, but but yeah, it was it was really good to try, and um, and I was uh, I was really motivated to continue. And then after four years doing both the soccer and the and the boxing, I said to myself that okay, because football was also going in in uh, into some next levels where I had to move up, and a club here in Denmark was asking for me to go to play on the highest level and the highest level in Denmark as well. So I had to figure out a bit what. What, what I wanted to, to do. choose. So, yeah, to choose a little bit. But actually, I made this decision easy for me because I just said to myself that, okay, I want to I wanna try out with this boxing because right before I took that decision, I, I became the, uh, the, the Danish champion or I think the regional champion with having only eight fights or something. So that was really special. And yeah. I said like, okay, I'm going to give the boxing a try for a couple of years and see how far I can I can take it. And then I go back to play football because I wasn't finished at all with football. But then 13 years later, I Football I was, was finished with you. Yes, I guess. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, that's really a shame actually because I wasn't finished at all with football. But instead of two years, there went uh, 13 years and um, 85 fights and yeah, the Holy three cow. European championships and the um, two world titles as a professional as well. So, oh, so you were the world champion as well. Uh, in the in amateur boxing, like they call it Olympic boxing today, because now women's boxing is in the Olympic it's program. Olympic sport. Yeah. So, uh, in the older days, it was amateur boxing, but we were training as a pro. So today they call it um, Olympic boxing, and then there's a pro boxing. I see. And and um, and it's really strange because it's two different worlds and it's also two different ways of being a boxer so in the in the olympics there's one olympic champion there's one world champion and all that but mm -hmm. in the pro game you have these belts and you have these federations you know you have right. the wbc you have the um, ebu yeah, so it sort of depends on which federation you're part of and so it splits the talent pool to some extent yeah it's a bit um there are like four belts uh, which are the biggest Right, and so that's what they talk about when they unify the belts, is that you've, yeah. you've got the, the yeah. Let's go back a second, and I want to talk more about the the um, the psychological piece you were talking about. You know how you were saying that you know after you learned after that first the first proper fight where it wasn't a it wasn't a test fight anymore. It was it was a proper fight, and and um, as as interesting of a challenge it was for you physically. You mentioned mm -hmm. specifically that it was the it was the mental side that was the the most eye opening. Can you can you delve into a little bit like wh what do you mean when you say the mental side? Obviously, it's a what's the difference between the mental side of high level athletics like you would have experienced in soccer or, or football versus the mental demands of high level boxing? Boxing is so it's so raw and it's like uh, back in the in the romance they go into the big circle where the lion comes and they fight the lion and the, uh, it's so raw in all ways. And you the gladiatorial? Is that what you mean? They the like the gladiators? Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a gladiatorial fight, uh, but in in a new way. So you can't really, you can't really hide and you can't really uh, resign or anything. And if you make a mistake, it has a huge consequence. You not only you not only lose the fight, but you will maybe uh, break your nose or break your neck, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you really risk your health and your life when you go into that ring, and it's not for fun. 
it is a sport and it is also entertainment. You know, it's pure entertaining. But it's also, you also risk your life and your health when you go there. And you've got to be aware of that risk and aware of, of the, um, the seriousness about it. And you've got to prepare yourself. Your body is able to do and to resist crazy things when you're in shape and when you eat healthy and when you, um, when you treat uh, yourself in a good way. It's really capable of adapting to crazy, crazy stuff. And that's why we can go in the ring and get out alive <laughs> most of the time. But, uh, but that's the whole physical part of it. And then there comes the mental part. You can't go in the ring trying to be something that you're not. Because then you, are, then you don't have the power. And we know the feeling that if we uh, to to look happy or if we try to look like we're doing something and we're doing something else, you can't fake anything in there. You gotta be the power. You gotta be the strength. You gotta you gotta be so centered and so um, mentally strong and calm and offensive in control. So that's amazing. And in that, just in that one little segment that you just said, there's about. I don't know, five or six or 10 things to, to, to unpack. So you're talking about how you've got to prepare for something that's, that's as raw and gladiatorial as, as what you're just saying. How do you go, like, can you tell me a little bit about your preparation process for something like that? Like, how would you prepare going into, let's imagine rolling the clock forward, now you're an experienced fighter, you're, you know, you're, you're moving up through the ranks, you're, you know, you're not fighting against just, somebody who's across from you, you're fighting against somebody who's very skilled. How do you, how do you get ready for that? What's your process? Yeah, it's, it's really a process that you have to master because there's a lot of great boxers out there. There's a lot of world champions going around in the gym, but if you cannot transform and take all that with you into the fight, into the ring, standing there, in front of maybe the world champion and you have like a big crowd around you. If you cannot transform that, you will never become a champion. So that's really where the big, that's actually, that's really where the, where the big difference uh, is. If can you, can you do it for real also, or can you only do it in the, in the ring, in the, in the gym? So how do you, how do you get from, because I understand what you're saying. It's like one thing to be able to do it in the gym and in practice where the, the bright lights aren't on and the pressure isn't there. And you're not looking mm -hmm. across at that person who's, you know, going to try and hurt you. Um, how do you, how do you integrate that into a practice type session? Because you also have to arrive at the, at the fight healthy or you'd like to. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, that's one part is the physical, the physical part where you gotta, of course, be in your best shape. Of course. Yeah. Uh, ever. And you gotta have, you gotta have a lot of sparring rounds. You gotta, all the you gotta have all the physical and the the the, the training has to be one hundred percent. So your body physically is where it should be. And <laughs> when I say that, then the truth is that your body is never ever uh, perfectly ready for a fight. You sure. are, you you always have this little injury or this little thing that wasn't perfect. And then the the when you master this. You will you will turn this into everything is perfectly perfect right now because I don't have any more time. So if it wasn't perfect before, I will make it perfect now because I cannot change anything now. When you get that close to the fight, one week before, all the tough sparring uh, finish and all the tough training and the heavy training has has slowed down. Mm -hmm. And then the last week before the fight, you will focus more on the mental part on the speed work on the just getting into the mood and putting all that self esteem and, uh, and good feeling into your body as possible. Because one week before you can't be stronger, you can't, you can't get in better shape, you can't, be, you can't get a better box. So you have what you have one week before. So the the most important thing is to work with what you have at that point and then there's a mental journey that starts there and actually i think i was i did it um, in another way that that a lot of boxers did i really focused a lot on the on the mental part and on preparing myself i had a different mindset even even in the beginning 
and and that mindset I developed through the years, but I really had a different mindset and it helped my body and mind surviving this tough game and performing among the best boxers in the world. So during that during that last week, I I really start this mental process where I I write down a lot. I write down um, like after every training, I write down what has been good in this training. Uh, what did I do good, and how how did I feel? If I feel good in that in, in that sequence or in that sparring, I, I wrote it down. I started um, writing down all the positive things, and if I couldn't find anything because it was like that often, <laughs> um, I was so tough on myself, and I was so um, the standards my, the standards that I demanded from myself. And from my surroundings, <laughs> they were all they were always uh, much higher than 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 actually was able to receive, I think, uh, or to reach. But that's why I, I started to build myself up mentally because I wasn't um, I wasn't going around in the gym all the time thinking that I was really good. I, mostly it was the opposite. So I started building myself up with writing down uh, positive uh, things from every training. If in and if I couldn't find anything. I just forced myself to find something, at least mm -hmm. three things. Are you, are you still using that process? Like in, in your day-to-day -day now, now you transition, we'll talk a lot more about what you're doing now, but I'm just curious as we're talking about mm -hmm. it, are you still utilizing that same kind of like, I'm going to write down, it's almost like it's not a gratitude journal, but it's, it's, um, it's not unlike it in that like, what are the mm -hmm. three really positive things that I was doing to grow my business today? Or are you mm -hmm. able to utilize some of those same techniques? Yeah, yeah, I do it. I do it sometimes, but I'm not. I'm not as good at it in my life today as it was then because I was so uncompromising in everything. And also, I I lived a, a crazy life at that time. Everything was on clock. I ate, you know, on clock. I was always starving. I was always going for this goal, and like the one goal, my life was was. Um, Fixated, uh, it sounds like, like just targeted and focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thing. so targeted for the boxing at 24 7. And mm -hmm. my life today is not that, and it shouldn't be <laughs> that crazy because it's not really healthy, but it, it, it helps you get 5% better than, than everybody else. Right. So, um, yeah, so I use some of it, some of it today, but not as, um, not, not as focused as I did, as I did then. And that is both good. And sometimes I could use it a bit more. Actually. <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about mindset, which I think is, is it's always an incredibly interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. So now I didn't know you when you were, when you were fighting competitively. I mean, we've gotten to know each other well in the last few years. And, you know, if someone were to ask me like, Hey, what, like describe Vinny to me, what, what, what is she like? Um, I, I would say like, she's, kind, caring, in many ways, like really nurturing. Um, that's, that's your personality, at least the one that I know. I presume that it's been part of your personality all the time because those things are, are not something you just discover how to be kind and nurturing. They're, they're part of you. So yes. how do you switch your mindset? So now, I, now you have this roll the clock back. You have this kind, caring person who's standing across the ring from, you know, some other killer. How, how do you switch your mindset from your normal demeanor to this fierce competitor? Is it like, is it always there under the surface and you just mask it really well? Or do you have to turn something on and something off in order to snap into uh, where you got to be to be effective in that kind of environment? Yeah, I'm really good at, at, living both my masculine and my feminine side. So I think that's a good way to start because we all have that, you know, the sure. feminine side is not only for women, it's for humans. We oh, have sure. both of them inside of us. So I have always been very much in contact with my masculine side, but still I am, like you say, you know, people always ask me, if, if people have asked me one question, uh, like 1,000 times, it's that one. How can you be a boxer? You're so soft and sweet and all that. And that's really a compliment. I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for that. But you know, you, yeah, there are two answers for this because you can't, you can't be a boxer if you have a 
high temper and you're super aggressive and you're just a crazy, you know, person, uh, totally out of balance. That makes you a, a very, a very bad boxer. You will get kicked your ass in the ring because you gotta be very calm. You gotta be very balanced and you gotta be very much centered as a person and grounded as a person. The best boxers are super calm and super relaxed and all that. Um, but of course you gotta, you gotta be able to switch on. You gotta be able to, um, to go in that ring and, and, and give it all and, and, uh, hopefully, uh, kick her butt and, and knock her out before she will knock you out. And as we have talked about before, it's a serious game. This is not for fun. You can really get injured and you can get injured for, for a lifetime here. So, um, it, I think it's about what you come from as well, because I had a, I have, I had a challenged and a super tough upbringing. So for me, the boxing and before that the football, sports altogether, that was my uh, survive. That was how I survived, and that was how I was running away from the from the pain and from what was not uh, really nice to be in. And you know, the pain is a very powerful driver. So that was how I switched being able to get out, uh, to get something out of my body, out of my mind going in the ring, but also improving myself all the time, becoming a better boxer. And to go in the ring, to hit another person in the head, trying to injure her and damage her as much as possible. It, not all people has that. And I think it's easier to switch into that when you come from, from something that is not uh, filled up with uh, love and care and uh, compassion and respect and all that. So I'm would you survive. use that as, as an outlet then? I mean, so you had this pain from, from you know, your childhood and, and, and the other aspect of your life. When you got onto the field and, and or got into the ring later, was that just a, a spot where you could safely unleash all of that kind of aggression, that masculine side that was built up inside? You didn't have any safe release for it. And so now, hey, here's an acceptable way mm. that I can I can press the hurt that I have outward and kind yeah. of cleanse it. It was I mean, I'm I'm that's conjecture. I'm not I'm not saying that's how you felt. I'm just I'm just Mm -hmm. Wondering if, if that's what you mean when you say, look, I've got this, I can channel into this negative energy that I have mm. to, yeah. to turn that switch. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a controlled way of, of uh, it, it's, you're creating a controlled space where you can, where it's okay to get out of, with, to get your aggressions out and to... Right, you're not punching uh, a hole in a wall. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that so many times, but it really hurts if you don't have the gloves on. <laughs> so it's, it's, better, it's better to go into this controlled um, circus, which it is. Mm -hmm. And it's also a place where you get acknowledgement and people see you and think you're good. And all these things that you, as a child who hasn't had a lot of uh, uh, care and acknowledgement, you will always seek that. Mm -hmm. If you don't seek it in sports, you will seek it elsewhere, because that's how people survive. We are uh, uh, our system, our body is is made for being a part of something. So it was all also for me a way of being a part of something uh, that accepted me and acknowledged me for what I could do. And and um, of course, it's better to be acknowledged for who you are instead of what you do. But if you don't have any of those, it's it's really good to be acknowledged. So it creates a positive environment, really. I mean, a positive environment yeah. that you were that you were you know needing at that yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, I was. And then I was I was really competitive. I like and today, today as well. I like to improve in all that I do in my life all the time. I like to improve and, and get better at stuff. And boxing is is the most challenging and and. Uh, sport in in the world, I think it has been um, uh, it has been on the list sometimes the mm -hmm. toughest and the most challenging sport. So for me, it was like okay, here we have something that is in all ways, uh, physically and mentally, it's it's the most uh, challenging. 
ever I could give myself. So let's try that. You know, I like to go somewhere. Sometimes I like to go where it is, uh, where, where it's really, really tough instead of going like in the middle. On the easy way. So yeah. you were talking about that very first fight, which, you know, the first fight you lost, and then you're just talking about um, always wanting to improve. As a, as a fighter, what, what, were your, what were your big strengths that you would go to and then the challenges, the weaker areas that, that you, you needed to address? Um, you wouldn't have a lot of weaknesses. <laughs> but where did, where did you want the fight to go? Like where, where, where were you kind of in your, in your wheelhouse, so to speak? Yeah, um, well, I think all the, all the mental stuff that, that I was working on, maybe that was in the beginning because I was in good shape, I was strong, and I was uh, skilled. The techniques uh, I, I, I mastered quite quickly and I had speed and I managed to use my long arms and my height quite well um, in, the, in the boxing. Yeah, so I think when I started working uh, on the mental part, I really reached a level, a level higher and it really, it was so obvious for me that here I could take like 20 or 40% more than I, than I had before. Mm. So I think, and I think the mental part is um, what a lot of boxers, not so much today, but at least at that time, a lot of boxers didn't work at all with the mental part. And I was, I was quite alone with, with that work. So I it was one of your that, key advantages, perhaps. Yeah, it became my key advantage because, because I just did my own stuff there. And uh, especially when I started writing down my fights, Mm-hmm. In the minus detail, and then I, I, you know, when I when I had my opponent and I knew uh, who I was going to fight, I maybe I knew her, maybe I didn't know her, but it wasn't that important. Then I wrote down how the fight will go. Maybe it was two days before or five days before. I just wrote down how will the fight go in minor minor details. Mm-hmm. How. Uh, how did I feel? How did I move? How did I react? How did I punch her? How did I, uh, my speed, my, my, um, I feel good, you know, I'm happy. I, so you wrote that down prior to the fight or after the fight? No, no. Uh, yeah, because there's two parts. This I wrote down before the fight because mm-hmm. then I started programming myself before okay. the fight. So during the training, I wrote down positive uh, words to to uh, build up my self-esteem and to build up build up all the positive stuff and then when i had the opponent i wrote down how the fight will go and in the minest detail uh, how the punch will land how i will move how i would be offensive in control how I, how i would be happy and relaxed and fast and powerful and all these things i really wrote it down and then i read it again and again and in that way it just because I read it again and again, and that was the only option for me. There were no option for losing at all. The only option was winning. And I wrote down in the minus detail how the fight would go. Because I did that, it became like that in the fight. And that was really a crazy thing to experience. Because I've had fights out there that I physically wasn't able to have because it was so injured. Right. or whatever was going on. But I really trained myself, and it's both a good, a good thing, but really a bad thing, because there comes a, uh, it, it, get, it, get back, it gets back to you afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it comes sure. like a boomerang. <laughs> you will pay a price later, and, and I've done that for sure. But, but I really uh, wrote it down, and because I did, uh, my fights, I would say 95 percent of the time they became like that even though i was super injured i just shut down my body and i programmed it into having these uh, four fights in four days if it was olympic boxing or right. a program it was maybe an, a title fight in 10 rounds and then i just programmed myself and totally uh, shut down what i was not um, good to feel right now and then I went into the ring and boxed my plan the plan that I did that I write down before the fight so I think that became one of my advantages that's fascinating so you were able to basically regardless if you're injured or not injured use your mind to to uh, and, and your preparation that that um, that detail detail planning to basically trick your mind into thinking yeah I'm perfectly fine so yeah. Yeah. So Mike Tyson famously said, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. 
Exactly. And so you talked about your plan leading yeah. in. What happens when you get punched in the mouth? What happens if there's an element like, whoa, she, she just hit me a lot harder than I thought she was going to. I didn't write that down. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but there's an important detail here because my plan was not about my opponent. I didn't mm -hmm. care about her. I wasn't there for her. I was there competing with me. And right. she was just an object. So whatever she did, I didn't care at all. That was the mindset. So my plan was all about me mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, moving around in the ring. And of course I get hit. You always get hit in boxing. Even though you, you win every 10 rounds of a title fight. Mm -hmm. I You're still getting punched. Yeah. You get punched <laughs> and you get injured. I had two black eyes and a broken nose and I still won the fight very big. And all yeah. is good. I was really happy. But it's boxing. You really get punched. And the punching, punching in the face is something you got to get used to. And you figure, you figure that out. When you have had the first fight, then you know if you're going to be a boxer or not. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> you can go in the gyms and you can train and you can spar and everything is good and you go to the first fight. And when the bell rings and the fight is on and the game is on, it's totally different than, than the sparring and the training and then everything. And in that second, and especially after that fight, you know for sure if you're a boxer or if this was just a one-time <laughs> trial. Um, right. So the, the punching, you get used to that. And of course, things can happen in the, um, in the fight that, that is strange. You know, I've tried so many crazy, strange things, both, both with my opponent, but also with the surroundings or the judges or the, mm. you know, it's, uh, it has been quite corrupt as well in <laughs> that sport. But that's a part of my mental preparation. I don't, I cannot control that outside of me. I cannot control the conditions. I cannot control the dressing room. If, if I can have a place to warm up, I cannot control the opponent or the food we have. Or, there's a lot of things I can't control. So I do not allow it to uh, get into my core and get into my mental state. I can, uh, whatever I can control, I, um, I control that 100%. So if I have prepared myself 100%, my, I'm in shape, I have had sparring, everything is perfect. Then everything is perfect. Then maybe I come for this tournament in Hungary or in Russia or whatever, and everything is a mess. And the fight should start in one hour and then suddenly in four, four hours and then suddenly in half an hour. And all these things, that's what you've got to be able to right. handle when you're a boxer. And that's just uh, details, actually. Well, and just like life, too. It right? is I mean, like life. It's, it's yeah. just like life. So yeah. as you were talking earlier, you're talking about you know, the seriousness of the sport and, and you know, the risks associated with the sport. So, so it makes me think about fear. Now, in a previous episode with Parkour Generations founder, Dan Edwards, he talked about fear. He had a really interesting perspective on it. He said that fear to him is an indicator of the possible, of your capability, in that you'll not be afraid of the things that you can't do. You'll only be afraid of the things that, that are possible for you. Because if you couldn't do them, you're never going to attempt them, and so there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm. So in his mind, it was, hey, fear is an indicator of, of the possible. And I thought that was really interesting. From a from your perspective, there's certainly there's there's fear in 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 fighting that people experience either in the moment or in the anticipation. Can you talk a little bit about like your approach to 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 fear? I mean, maybe it's something that you was part of your mental process and just pressed it down so that it just wasn't there or or just tell me a little bit of, like how, how do you approach that element of the game which has got to be super important well first of all if you come from a crazy upbringing and you come from taking care of yourself and handling life yourself then fear has another perspective but the fear is it's, it was part of my again of my mental preparation and i took a decision quite early in my career that i didn't you know, a lot of boxers, they train and they train and they train, and you know it's the process, it's the training that's a tough part, it's not the fight. So they train and they train and they go through a lot of crazy training and, and hard times, and then they come to the fight, 
and then they just hate it and they wish that they were not there and they just think about whenever it's over whenever the fight is over mm. and i was like no man i don't want i don't want to be like that i don't want to be i don't want to train so hard and press myself so hard and go through all these starving diets and and black eyes and broken noses for training and and then again the day after and all that i don't want to go through that and not enjoying the fight so quite early in my in my career i took this decision that uh, and again i found some good words i found some good uh, ways of of uh, programming myself into that um so i wanted to go into the ring into the fight knowing that you know being like a little uh, a little child um, just on the christmas uh, eve or something like that sure. you've been looking forward for this a whole year and then just, now it's happening and i wanted I, i decided i wanted to go in the ring with that feeling where i was really looking forward to go into the ring doing what i was good at because we forget that sometimes when we when we have to perform something often what we're performing is the thing that we're really good at so why not enjoy it and go in there and give it your best and uh, and really let go of all the things that you have planted into the body uh, during the last three months or however how long time you've been training and and if you have that perspective going into the ring then you're not afraid or there's not I don't I don't remember fear being there. I just um and I think that's because I was so well prepared every time. Not because I I wasn't injured or there was a thousand things that was has went wrong, but I was so well prepared because I have done everything ever possible in the whole preparation period every day. I have done all that I could do my maximum output every day not only in training but also in the preparation when i sleep when i eat everything and knowing that that takes off pressure knowing that i have put in everything for this it takes off the pressure and fear is not nothing you need to be afraid of at that stage other than fear. the person punching you really hard in the face <laughs> but you get used to that that's you actually you get used to it Yeah, get used to it. That's actually the minor thing. I remember once I had this punch in. I walked. I walked straight into a really tough, a really hard punch, and my head exploded. It exploded inside, and my nose like cracked five places. And that was the only time that I really smashed my nose. And that was also the only time that I, I didn't think about the pain. But I thought about, damn, a lot of blood is coming now, and I hope you won't stop the fight. So even then, even then, no, yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no fear. But I know, I, I get your point about when things are, when you're able to reach things, then suddenly you, you can choose to go after it, and then you activate a fear or mm. an excitement. I would say, maybe. right. So let's transition a bit, and and I want to talk about your current business because I mean that I could listen to you talk all day about you, you know your um your, your time as a as a champion and as a as essentially a professional boxer, but um, that was a while ago. So let's transition yes. and talk about your current business. Can you tell me a bit more about just exactly what it is you're doing, your approach to working with people, because it's also very unique and 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 uh, yeah, I think I think uh, people are going to be really interested in hearing about it. Yeah, today I I use my my experience and my background from from boxing along with a lot of educations um, as a, a therapist and a personal trainer and a mentor or a coach. Um, so today I, I optimize people uh, physically and mentally. Um, you know, I I couldn't have been the boxer I was in the ring if I didn't if I hadn't. Um, focused on my feminine side in that preparation, you know, yoga, meditation, and visualization. It mm -hmm. made me a better boxer, but it also uh, today makes me a better coach and therapist 
when I'm working with, with companies and athletes and people who want to create a meaningful life. Because sometimes just handling the life, the everyday life, is a top performance. For me, it's not about working with the with uh, business leaders or, or, or top athletes all the time. I really love to meet people, just ordinary people who want to know themselves better and create a meaningful life. That's also something that really demands uh, a, a physical uh, approach and a mental approach if you want to have the, the wholeness there. So as, as you're working and you're describing a very holistic approach to human optimization, it's not just, you I mean, you're not just you know, you're not just training somebody, they're not coming to you and you're giving them a great workout and off they go. Um, you're doing, I mean, that's maybe part of what you do, but can you tell me about your whole, your whole approach? So say I come to you, say, hey, Vinny, I need your help, right? And, and, and so what are the different areas that you start to peel back and start to try to affect? You know, if I've got the, I'm on the, you know, the optimum Vinny package of, 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 you know, human optimization. So there's a physical yeah. side, there's a mental side, and there's a bodywork side, and there's a uh, like there's all of these layers that you've kind of talked about. Can you can you describe yeah. your process a little bit? Yeah. Well, first of all, I think it's it's my responsibility to look at the wholeness. And often, like you said, people come to me and say, like, well, I want to be in shape, or I want to lose some weight, or I want to uh, change my my job position or anything, and then. One thing is what you tell me and where you are. That's very important to meet you at that point. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is what your body tells me and what your soul tells me actually also. I feel that's my responsibility because I see that wholeness. I can meet you where you are and what you need right now, but I can also be the spokesperson for your body or be the spokesperson for your nerve system at the level where it is right now. That what, that um, being able to tune in that deeply, I, I, um, that was what I did with myself during my boxing career, and th and that's what I, that's what I do today when I work with people. So getting the the full package, if you, if you come to me, is is that we talk about things. I don't demand anything because the important thing is that I can be the spokesperson for the wholeness here. But the important thing is to go at the exact uh, right pace that your body and your mind is ready for. So sometimes it's just about doing whatever uh, you want at the first place. If you want to have training, well, maybe we should just start there. But if you're ready to go to the next level or to upgrade your, your, your higher state of, of consciousness, then we can start working uh, on another level with uh, talking, maybe talking a bit in the beginning, and then figuring figuring out, okay, we should train. The goal is to, to start training, but your body and your nerve system is really stressed and it's really out of balance. So let's try to uh, approach that in the beginning. And then Sorry. people find their hidden resources that mm. they never thought they had because they have never been there. So actually, I what I love is to, to bring up the the hundred percent because we have hundred percent but a lot of people they work with only fifty percent every day thinking that it's the hundred percent so how do you describe i mean that's first of all that's that's an unbelievable approach and, and incredibly detailed and really layered and i can only imagine the 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 unbelievable results that you must get regardless of who it is you're working on should they go there. How do you let people know? Like, how can you describe, that's a, that's a lot right there. So how do you describe that as you're trying to talk about the business side of it now? You're getting, you're saying, hey, I'm Benny Sonnegaard, former European world champion boxer. That alone should make you want to come work with me. Here's what I do. How do you describe what you just said to me in a way that people go, oh yeah, that Benny, here's what she does. Here's what she can like, how can you sum all of that up in a way that yeah. that people can kind of get? Because, I mean, if I come to you, think I'm going to get personal training and you you unload all that on me, I'm going, whoa, that's, that's a lot more than what I bargained for. I don't know if I'm yeah. not so much ready for it, but that goes so far beyond what the normal expectation is going to be of what yeah, your yeah, role yeah. might be. So how do, you, how do you describe that? 
or how do you layer it in a little bit at a time? Because you obviously can't hit them with all that all at once. No, no, no. Yeah, and and one very important thing is, it's not my agenda. My agenda is not uh, important at all. It is your agenda who is important here. So maybe I have a huge package that I want to unload on you, but maybe you're only ready for one little corner, and then that is perfect in that mm -hmm. way. So my my um, what is it called? You your know approach? the important thing for me. Oh, the, <laughs> you your 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 yeah, your touchstone. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah, and my responsible in all this is also to divide it into small pieces and only serve whatever the person is ready to be served. So that's the other part of it. Uh, it is me adjusting. It's like a tapas menu. It is <laughs> exactly. It is. Um, so that's. Yeah, so that's very important as well because now we just talk about the whole package, and if people are ready, then they're ready. But mm -hmm. um, but it's really important that I don't let my uh, high goals and agenda come before. Uh, come of before, course, uh, yeah, any, no, it's got to be. Else. But but it's actually my challenge a little bit to put it into few words because I have a lot of words inside of me. I think that if you come to my business, I in short. Uh, in the short term, I will say that I sell uh, health and top performance and mental balance. And if uh, and if I talk to a company or a business leader, I I would tell him that I sell better leadership and higher motivation and less stress. And all that together is really good for the company and it's really good for the for the one to one person as well. No, that sounds great. And the whole idea of human optimization, optimization, whether it be in in business or or performance is, is interesting so yeah and we talked about this a little bit earlier but when you think about again I mean, it sounds like you're integrating a whole lot from from your experience uh, with your boxing how do you apply that to your approach to business we talked a little bit about the you know I asked you if if you know that that writing down of um, one you talked about the writing the three things that were really good you said ah, I kind of use a little bit but not as much uh, and then you talked about the the way you the way you detailed out here's how the fight is going to go to get your mind in the right spot to make it happen that way regardless of what other challenges whether you got punched in the face whether you um, you know whether you were injured going in or whatever do you apply that to one the here's how I'm gonna approach my business this year and then here's the details of all those different things kind of using the same power or do you deliver that same sort of thing or facilitate that for your clients? Like if I'm working with you, I'm thinking, okay, Vinny, I have this goal and this goal and this goal. Mm. Um, and you said, all right, Fraser, well, I want you to get into the minute detail of yeah. exactly how that's going to play out between now and whenever we realize that goal. Do you apply that or, or what other parts, especially the, I mean, we talked a lot about mindset and I think it's fascinating because it was mm -hmm. so detailed and it sounds like was one of your greatest advantages on, you know, obviously not, not uh, diminishing your, your athleticism and all of the other, you know, physical hard work. Um, can you talk about how you apply that stuff in your day to day or how the listeners to this could, could kind of plug into some of that and, and apply it at least on a base level to help improve their work? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I do it a lot with the clients <clears throat> because it's always very good to have something, uh, someone from outside looking at the big, the big picture. I need mm. that as well in my business. Right. Um, I, I really need that as well. So I can really relate to when people, <laughs> when, when, when I can help my clients with that. And in my boxing career, it was so, it was such a, a narrow path that I was going. So for me, it was, it was very easy to, point out the important thing all the time and then choose them and go for them all the time. But mm -hmm. today in my own business, I have a lot of stuff going on and I actually have, I'm challenged with choosing. And uh, sometimes I see myself, you know, uh, being inspired and going in one direction, another direction and all that. And maybe also because my, my approach in my boxing career was very important to reach what uh, the goals, the goals that I that I did, but it also uh, it was also very very tough for my uh, for my body and my soul. So I think 
today I'm a much more whole person and I really uh, it's important for me to to be in the flow and to take care of my inner my inner climber there's a lot of talk about our our climber and our and our earth today but what is very important for me is the inner climber because the way we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves that reflects in the way we treat other people and the way we treat the planet so uh, today i'm much more in a flow and then i try to you know to scale it down so i don't go like in 10 directions all the time but uh, again like trying to to narrow the, the yeah path. it's almost taking the different elements of your life and say okay well, can i apply that that detail, detail, detail that was easy to do when there was just this one very specific goal to almost, it it sounds to me like you've almost got to take the various areas of life and say, right, well, today I'm going to think more of of your business. I'm just going to think about this part of my business and apply it maybe not to the nth degree, which is what you did before, but you know, can I hone in and then pull back out and then pick the next element and go over here? Okay. I can hone in on is that, is that, is that kind of, yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that today, and and I think some people would would um, advise me to to uh, take a fewer things, you know, in my business. But, uh-huh, sure. But, <laughs> but I I like to do it all actually because also I do some talks once in a while, and I do some commenting when when there are pro uh, pro boxing mm-hmm. shows here on television in right. Denmark, and that's also a great thing to do because I get to speak some of my boxing experience to the people on the other side of the screen. Sure, yeah. So, and then also the one-to-one clients, and then, you know, what we're doing here and all that. So, and it, it all taps into the same thing for me, but from the outside, it looks like I have like 10 things going on. So that is actually my, my biggest uh, challenge. But when I, but I use what you said before, I use the, the techniques for my, for my clients to start to scale it down to one thing. Mm. And all the time, tap into tap into your body, asking your body, your heart, and your 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 gut feeling. How does this feel? And how does this feel? And and are we on the right path here? And then adding training, or adding treatment, or adding meditation, or adding whatever is important where you are right now to make you go in that direction that is important for you. Very cool. Well, it also sounds as though um, your emphasis on the things you can control as opposed to the things you can't. You talked a little bit about um, your yeah. preparation to, within within boxing of like all of the things that are within my control. I can I can influence and letting go of the ones that are that are beyond your control. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just trying to mm. link back to what we spoke about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, as you were approaching. Your, your approach to your training was to, you know, what, what are the things that are within my influence and I can focus entirely on them. And I'm sure your preparation process would just cut away the things that are outside of your control. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it would. And, and three words that I always carry with me today, because combined to the, to the boxing career, I had one goal and I would I just went for that all the time even though something sometimes maybe it wasn't what I was supposed to but I went through that and today I'm much more like it's really important to be open for the turns that life will will take outside of your control because maybe you know sometimes getting what you want uh, no sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck So that's a very important lesson to keep in mind or just in the back head all the time not trying to control your path totally 100%, but having this plan and then be open. So three words that are always in my head is, is acceptance and trust and patience. Because acceptance is just so important um, in whatever, in, in, in everything in, in life. And mm-hmm. if you have the, the faith and the trust that things will will work out and that you are on the right path then there's much more flow instead of stagnation so acceptance and trust is not about not it's not about uh, not uh, no action you can have a lot of action you can take a lot of uh, do a lot of things but you can do it with acceptance and trust and when you have the patience as well then you can really let the life drag you through the paths that are that are really important for you 
That's very cool. Super inspiring. So we've got just a little bit of time left. And, and um, before I wrap it up, there's a, there's a thing I like to do. It's called five and five. Or I'm going to ask you five questions. You can give me, you know, your quick kind of off the cuff uh, reaction to it. So, so here we go. Okay. Um, what are you most excited about or focused on in your own training right now as you focus on you? I think diversity. Okay. Diversity, how diversity in just experiences and training or? Uh, the, the difference in the, in the approach. Yeah, the, the diversity in the trainings and not having a plan. That's actually what I'm, <laughs> what I'm most focused about. <laughs> Asking my body, maybe I have a plan. That must be I'll... really hard for you based on what you just finished describing. <laughs> what? <laughs> that must be very difficult for you based on what you just finished describing in terms of not having a plan. <laughs> yeah, it was before, but it's, when it comes to my own training today, then it's not difficult at all because training is not the top priority as it right. was. Right, sure. So, so I am asking, my, maybe I have, I have room in my calendar tomorrow for training and then I will plan a training, but I will also ask my body and my nerve system, how are mm -hmm. you today? Do you feel like doing the training that I planned? Right. And, if, and I know my body so well now and it won't, it won't cheat on me. It won't say no if it really, if it really is, is ready. Sure. <laughs> because, because my body and my system really love to work out and train. Mm -hmm. But I have, I have um, abused it for so many years. I have really, really uh, worked over the limit every day, year in and year out my whole career mm. so i am not able to do that anymore and that's really a good thing so whenever i i ask my body and i respect the answer i celebrate uh, because uh, that's a beautiful thing and everybody should do that every day awesome so um who are you currently inspired by like who are the people that out there you're you're kind of influenced by or you're, you're reading or you're or you're watching you're going wow that's that's an inspiration I'm, I'm kind of chasing chasing that or getting some inspiration from from that I can say one one person that pops up on my on my feet a lot for actually for a long time that's that's Brennan Brown a tech talker oh really yeah uh, I follow her for yeah. What's the name? What's the name again? Brennett Brown. Brennett Brent Brown. Brennett Brown. She talks about compassion and huh. uh, and self care. <laughs> so down that path, um, yeah. And then we uh, yeah we've also just had two huge huge women fights this week and last week um, at the worldwide scene. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I just actually posted my uh, my a little uh, tribute to uh, to Katie Taylor, which is the Irish pound for pound uh, uh, best boxer in the world right now. I've trained a lot with her as an as an amateur, and she she's always been um, she's always been a fantastic person and a fantastic boxer. So she will keep on inspiring inspiring me as as uh, as a lot of other people I know. <laughs> That's very cool. Okay, so here's a different one. Outside of, you know, traditional fitness, what are your greatest physical passions? Like if you had the whole day to do anything you wanted to do and your body was saying go, uh, what, are you, what are you going to do? Spending time with animals. Okay. Is that a part of it? Sure. <laughs> is, is that outside fitness? It no, is. that's, that's, that's uh, yeah. you yeah. can choose that one. Spending Very cool. time in the, in the nature with the with the uh, living beings who, who are not uh, human beings. <laughs> any, any, particular, uh, any particular ones? I know you've been doing lots of work with horses lately. Yeah, I have been, yeah. Uh, I really love horses and, yeah, and dogs. I've had my own uh, big, huge dog for some years ago, but not really any specific because it's just the, the, the beautiful approach they have. To, uh, to life that that's always uh, that I've always liked a lot and that was also the, the animals when I was a kid uh, trying to survive the animals were my best friends so that's where it comes from as well very cool <laughs> so you're uh, I mean you're young what's next yeah. is this your life's work what do you, what, what's what's coming up for Vinnie David Sardengard well, 
I'm not that young anymore. Almost, almost 40. But um, is is what you're doing now your life's work? It is subtly in the in the in the pace. It is for sure. But I am in the middle of uh, transforming my. I don't call it work, but I guess it is. I'm in the middle of of, of uh, transforming it into another form, and I sure want to during the next years i sure want to spend some more time talking about what i do and getting out in front of more people than i am now but uh, down to the to the baseline i i do what i am here for thanks for listening to this week's episode of the trx procast as a thank you we'd like to offer you 30 days of free access to the trx training club which features hundreds of amazing workouts with some of the best trainers in the world Get your access by the link in the episode description below.